grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Michelle, we're definitely back from the summer holidays because there's so much going on this week. There is so much. Royal community, we really do want to just manage your expectations. We know the king and the queen are in France right now. And if you're coming for any French engagements, this isn't the episode. That will be coming next week. This week, we're going to be chatting all things William in New York. We're going to be chatting Beatrice and Eugenie at the Vogue World event. And also... Rach, we're going to be chatting about the sheep jumper that Diana used to wear. So uh, lots coming up today. Yeah, definitely. Shall we crack right on and get on with today's episode? Let's do it. Royal community, I just want you to know before we get into the Royal Roundup that it's raining where Rachel and I are. We live in separate places, but if you can hear any rain noise, that's what that is. It is absolutely, what is it? Um, raining cats and dogs. This? That's right, raining cats and dogs. That's absolutely right. So let's start really quickly with a few little highlights. We saw the king in the Highlands. And Rach, the reason I want to mention this isn't because of the engagements the king went on. It was the royal community. Did you see this? A lady was like, what do you think of my nails to the king? Have you seen this? <laughs> I was like, that is a way to start a conversation. <laughs> that was so funny. He was like, at first he was like, what do you mean, your nails? And then as he got closer, he was like, oh, I see oh. your nails. <laughs> there was another gentleman who was like, it's my wife's birthday, sir. And Charles came over and took a picture with her. And you could tell that was total husband points. So I'm loving it <laughs> so far this week with the king in the Highlands. The Duke of Sussex celebrated his 39th birthday and he was at the Invictus Games. Games celebrating his birthday with the Duchess of Sussex. We also saw the Duchess of Edinburgh. She was in Gull Outdoor Therapy Centre that uses animals in rehabilitation and wellbeing work. Any other week, we'd be chatting more about this, but we're just doing the highlights. And also the Duke of Edinburgh was in Cornwall to open Kay's Cider House, which I just thought was a lovely picture putting on the socials. But Rach, we also saw Princess Beatrice and Eugenie this week. What are they up to? There was a royal red carpet fashion moment when Princess Beatrice, Princess Eugenie and Edo attended Vogue World in London. I was not expecting this show. It came out of nowhere, didn't it? It really did. This is the first time that we have seen Eugenie since she gave birth. She was wearing Fendi. She actually received a lot of flack for her outfit, didn't she? I love the colour on her. I thought her jewellery was absolutely beautiful. It was just the fit, wasn't it? That was all. Yeah, and a lot of people said about the fit. And I have a um, theory. Maybe Eugenie is breastfeeding and she didn't feel comfortable or confident and she wanted that area of her body covered. And maybe that's why the neckline was chosen for that specific reason. Sure, Rach, she's out. She's got a, a child-free night. Let her go and have some fun. Who cares what she wears? As long as she didn't turn up naked, we're all good, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then, Shell, my girl crush, Beatrice, she smashed it out of the park. 
Yeah, I think she looks spectacular. I love the red lip. It wasn't my style. It was a lovely outfit, just not my style. Yeah, I just thought this was very fashion forward and quite different from what we've seen her wearing in the past. That's why I was so excited about it. She was wearing Richard Quinn and she was styled for this event by Harry Lambert, who, fun fact, Royal Community, is Harry Styles' stylist. Love Harry Styles. <laughs> you do love Harry Styles. I do love Harry Styles. Now, when I first saw Beatrice, I did let out a little scream. I've got to admit that. I was just like, oh my God, one, she's wearing gloves. I totally agree with you. The red lip, I don't think... We've maybe seen bitches wear red lip once or twice, but this I thought was absolutely beautiful with her red hair. Edo's white jacket just really set off what Beatrice was wearing. I just couldn't get enough. I don't know if I've mentioned this on podcast, but I know I've said it to you privately, Rach, but Beatrice looks so much like Queen Victoria. You can totally yes. see the resemblance. And this was one of those outfits. I think the red lip really accentuated her look and her resemblance of the Queen. Yeah. And Beatrice was actually an extra in the Young Victoria, the film played by Emily Blunt, wasn't she? I don't know. I don't know this fact. It was she. Oh my gosh. Royal Community, did you know that Beatrice was an extra in Young Victoria? You got, I've never actually seen her in one of the scenes, but there are photos of her. And I think it was because her mother, Sarah the Duchess of York, actually was a producer on the film. I love this little bit of information, Rachel, I'm learning from you. We've never had that conversation before. No. Royal Community, <laughs> we're learning something new every Royal day. Royal Community, go over on to Pinterest and have a look and type in Beatrice, Queen Victoria, and it should come up. <laughs> Just a little side note, Royal Community. Rach and I are heading to the Chanel exhibition on Friday, which we're super excited about. Yay! <laughs> so if there's any little bit of royal info, we'll tell you about it next week. Absolutely. Let's move on. Staying with fashion news. Last week, we heard that Diana's warm and wonderful Rowan Blazers sheep jumper sold for a staggering $1.14 million. Yes, you heard that right, Royal Community, at Sotheby's auction. Rach, what's your thoughts on this? Whoever bought it has got a piece of royal history, right? Because that look on Diana is so iconic now. Absolutely. I hope whoever bought it maybe will show it in the future at a museum. So maybe we'll see it at the Met or it might be, you know, even at the VNA, a royal exhibition at some point. I don't know. But I just wonder who the buyer will show. Who's got $1.14 million to spend on a jumper? It might be Kim Kardashian. You don't know these <laughs> days, do you? She's buying all sorts. Oh, please don't let her ruin it like she ruined the Marilyn Monroe dress. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, and then she also, didn't she buy like a necklace of somebody's and then a jacket? Or, anyway. Yeah, it was a Diana necklace, wasn't it? I think it was oh, a Diana she, necklace. She has bought a Diana necklace. You're completely right. That isn't the only auction we've heard of. L the week before, there were three of Diana's dresses sold at a Los Angeles auction for a total of $1.3 This includes a red silk dress by Bruce Oldfield, a black and jade green dress from Catherine Walker, and a black and white Walker design. Apparently, these were owned by, I think it was an American business lady who just wanted to sell them off, and we don't know who bought them now, but... Can you imagine having three Diana dresses in your wardrobe? I'd be wearing them washing the dishes. I was going to say, <laughs> we could do a Monica and Rachel in Friends with the wedding dresses. I'd get the Diana dresses on. Still would come in like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just living out my royal fantasy. What do you think? 
I just wanted to mention, we did see William and Catherine in Hereford. William broke a tent or something that a kid had made, like a fort, and he got told off by Catherine. But we're not going to go into detail about that engagement. We're going more towards a life jacket situation, Rach, with the Princess of Wales. What happened here? So she visited Royal Navy Air Station Yorwinton in her new role as Commodore-in-Chief of the Fleet Air Arm. Now, we saw Catherine trying out an inflatable life jacket and she also took over traffic control. This was so funny, the life it. jacket. It was her faces she was pulling because they obviously were saying to her, like, just pull that toggle. And she was kind of a bit apprehensive, wasn't she, about pulling yeah. it? And then all of a sudden she was like, oh, <laughs> It's hard though, isn't it? She's got the the world's press right in front of her trying to do something and it did feel like you needed to give it a good old pull on it. Yeah. And maybe she was being a bit too soft and all of a sudden she did it and she was like, oh, and it was like that startled look. <laughs> I know that got covered a lot in the media, but my favourite bit was actually her taking over traffic control because she was so confident on there, like da, 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 how you say it, you know, yeah. <laughs> A7 something, something, good, clear to land or whatever it was. And you could tell she was really chuffed afterwards. Like, oh, I just said that. I just did that. I was like, yes, you go, girl, Catherine. Yeah. I loved it. And also while she was there, she spoke with engineer leading hand, Chloe Chapman, who revealed that Catherine said the children were very jealous that she was coming to look at the very cool planes and put the Top Gun soundtrack on for the school run. <laughs> was she wearing William's Top Gun slippers? That's my question. <laughs> oh my goodness me, this is so hilarious. I actually thought that when she was jumping in and out of the helicopters, firstly, she was wearing heels. I thought, come on, give the girls some flats. And then secondly, I thought the kids must have really been jealous of mum going to this engagement. We saw them at the air tattoo, the international air tattoo a couple of weeks ago. So that's a big deal for them, isn't it? Yeah, so it was nice to get that little bit of insight to the personal side of Catherine and her family life. Same with Catherine, on Tuesday she visited Streets of Growth, which works to transform the lives of young people aged 15 to 25 at risk of becoming trapped in a cycle of isolation, exploitation, violence and criminality. And she took part in a mental health podcast and we're hoping to hear more about that in the future, aren't we, Shell? Yeah, looking forward to it. Founder of the Streets of Growth, Darren Way, said that Catherine makes you feel very relaxed and that after her visit said the sky's the limit in their mission to help more vulnerable young people. Oh, Brilliant. Amazing. That is it for the Royal Roundup this week. I know there was plenty more. I know Princess Anne was out there doing her thing as the hobnob does. But let's head into the Royal Roundup for this week. And it's William. He's in New York. All right, so let's talk all about William's visit to New York for the Earthshot Innovation Summit. He was there for two days and attended engagements. Alongside this, he unveiled the 15 finalists of this year's Earthshot. I'll give you a little brief overview of Earthshot because I know, Royal Community, you're like, we know what Earthshot is, but we've had a, a lot of new Royal Watchers recently. So I wanted to give you just a little brief outline. The prize was set up to find tangible workable solutions to our climate crisis across the world. Each year, there'll be five Earthshot ideas which are given a £1 million prize money. The Earthshot prize will run for 10 years and this is its third year. Strange, isn't it, Rachel? We've actually covered it every single year. I know, we've written yeah. from the get-go, haven't we? From the get-go, yeah. So basically, you've got the five Earthshot ideas and then 15 finalists who are chosen each year. So three for each of the Earthshots. Each Earthshot has a specific theme. Clean our air, revive our oceans, restore the planet, fix our climate and build a waste-free world. Now, the winners are decided by an Earthshot Prize Council. 
Councils made up by activists, experts, and influencers from all across the world. And it's also chaired by Christiana Figueres. I hope I've said that right. Who's a DBE. And she was the architect of the Paris Agreement, which I thought was a very um, interesting fact to pop in. I know what you're thinking, Royal Community. You get these five winners, but what happens to the others that have these excellent ideas? They actually all receive a year-long program of technical support, mentorship, and resources to grow and accelerate their solutions. And Rachel, I don't know whether you know this, but the very first time since the Earthshot began, they're actually doing an Earthshot week rather than just the award ceremony. So the award ceremony is taking place on the 7th of November in Singapore, which I'm so excited to cover. Yes, it's going to be, be so amazing. Yeah. But on the 6th of November, that's when the Earthshot Week starts. And they're going to have lots of events that brings together global leaders, investors and businesses to explore and discover how they can work with the Earthshot winners and the finalists to create tangible action. And what I love about this, especially with the summit, which we're going to talk about in a second, they also call it the Earthshot family. So regardless of whether it's just the finalists from this year, they still had people who were finalists in 2022 and 2021 so once you're in the fold so to speak like you're always gonna have that love and support Support, yeah Yeah. let's talk about the innovation summit it was held in the un general assembly and it was partnered with bloomsbury philanthropies so basically what happened was there was a big summit and at the end of it that's when prince william came on and he said my role in the design process was trying to convince everybody that it wouldn't work because what i was afraid of is if we designed the prize and i was there going yeah this is a great idea i had to then sell it for the next 10 years and so it had to be the case of me looking at it going hang on how can we make this better is this something that has got legs is it credible and will it achieve the desired outcome whilst we're coming up with your shot it's interesting to see how william was part of that creative process we say time and again don't we rage sometimes you see they've got a meeting here or a meeting there these are the conversations that happen in those meetings and he also explains how impatient he is with how long it takes to maybe scale these solutions and he said it's something that he's really working on because he understands that this could be improved on yeah. um then he obviously told us about the Earthshot week so he said there's going to be an Earthshot Week in Singapore, which brings businesses, backers, and investors to the table. This is not a philanthropic thing. We're doing this because the vast majority of solutions are commercially viable. He was very strong when he said that during the conversation. And I think that's so important to note. This is a passion project for him, but he's not doing it for kudos. He's doing yeah. it. So in 10 years' time, it's a long project. He wants to make viable change. And to use that kind of conferring power that he has to bring everybody together. I mean, Bill Gates was in the room, Rach. There were so many like big hitters. You're like, these people got the money, you know, whatever. It was in this talk that we also found out that he went for a jog around Central Park. Oh my goodness me. Like, but then he didn't get noticed. Nobody saw him, apparently. He was just jogging along. He probably had his baseball cap on, didn't he? And we don't know what time he went jogging. But I think when you're in the zone yourself, you block everyone else out, don't you? Well, you wouldn't be expecting Prince William to be in Central Park. So you wouldn't be looking for him unless he stopped off for a cheeky little drink somewhere. (laughs) But he finished off the conversation by saying, it's gone better than I hoped, but there is still a lot of work to do. 
what has been amazing is how the finalists or the winners have actually collaborated. So the winner, the Republic of Costa Rica, which won in 2021, also connected with the finalists of 2021, Restore, for a joint project. So they're going to be working together to create 5,000 reforestation projects in Costa Rica. And that's because they've had those connections. And they probably would never have met without the Earthshot Prize. Ever have met. Exactly, Rach. William said is the first independent public verifier of national policy of forestation. This is groundbreaking. And because of the Earthshot Prize, this able to happen. We are going to be covering the Earthshot Prize when it happens and we will go into a bit more depth about the Earthshot Prize finalists in that episode. We will also pop something up in the show notes if you want to find out more about the finalists. But what happened at the summit is William introduced each of the finalists and their solution for their Earthshot. Well, it was a Busy two days for William. As soon as he got to New York, he hit the ground running, didn't he? Because he visited Billion Oyster to see how they're replenishing the oyster population in New York Harbour. Now, they aim to reintroduce one billion oysters, which can filter the water in the harbour in just three days. I can't believe this. I know. There's a brilliant video over on the socials, which shows how the shells from the oysters are recycled. Incredible. And what was lovely, we saw William going into the harbour, collecting some of the oysters or popping the oysters in and then he came out. He was very hands-on and I think that was very appreciative of the people in the project that he's not just coming to shake a hand, he's yeah. coming to get involved. And I saw one of the videos because I was following along, I think it was on maybe Earthshot or it might have been on Billion Oysters Twitter feed. Yeah. But there was a woman who works on the project and she said that having the Prince of Wales visiting only boosters and garners attention to the cause, which people wouldn't necessarily know about. Yeah, it's amazing. Rach, as soon as I think of oysters in New York, I just think of that oyster bar in Grand Central Station. So I'm just like, no, not eating oysters. They're on about actually, you know, yeah, creating yeah, yeah. oyster population in a different way. So We also saw in the evening William meeting UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. I'm really sorry, I probably butchered that surname. Um, and they discussed climate change and the environment. And Shell, I think we've mentioned this a few times on the podcast. William is a big name. And a factor that not just anybody can pour off what he's doing. And don't forget, he is also a future head of state. And he is a person a lot of people admire and respect. Like we said before, appreciative of the Earthshot Prize and what he's creating. And he's based his Earthshot on the moonshot, which JFK, John F. Kennedy, produced back in the 60s. He was also saying in the summit conversation, because of the moonshot, things like solar panels were created in the production of trying to get a rocket to the moon. That's what William said. If we can get something even along those lines, it would be worth it. I think one thing to note about William in New York is the royal community in America. They oh absolutely love him. And it's not just that, Rach, but do you know when we go to an engagement, like we met the king in May, but when we meet the king, we all like just do like yeah. a gentle clap. Yeah, they're whooping and hollering. I'm like, yeah. And Shell, did you see the crowds? I don't know how he copes with that. It was so intense. And I love that for our royal community that over in New York, some of yeah. the people that we follow on Instagram, who are Instagram friends, actually met William. 
I actually met him. I don't know if you saw this. It was so cute. There was a woman that gave William, you know, those I Heart New York t-shirts? Oh, do you know what? When I went to New York, it was the first thing I bought because (laughs) I know it's a tourist thing, but I was like, I am a tourist, so I'm going to buy one. And somebody said, oh, would you come back with Catherine and the kids? And he was like, I'd love to in the future because he was saying the last time that he visited New York was back in 2014. It's a long time ago, actually. Long time ago. It was really interesting because I've been following people on Twitter that have been in New York over the past two days of William's visit. And there was someone that lives in New York said, New Yorkers don't care about celebrities or politicians. So I was really not expecting this warm welcome. To see New York showing up for Prince William like this is truly humbling. And then somebody else replied, goes to show you the difference between celebrity and royal. We've mentioned this so many times. People see celebrities every day. Not every day you get to see a real royal. And I just thought that was spot on. And I guess in a way, I know a lot of people might do that contrast between Harry and Meghan and that paparazzi car chase or whatever it was written to be. But it's interesting, isn't it? I just wasn't expecting it to be that big, but it was. And you go, wow. It was such a big deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. We saw them in Boston, didn't we? And that was massive. So well, well done, American royal community out there. You really brought it. I was going to say, Shell, we, well, we know a lot of our followers and listeners are Americans, right? Yeah. And you really have a passion for the royal family. And they're not just the British royal family. We said it when the Queen passed away. She's not just our queen, as in the monarch of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and the Commonwealth. She's everyone's queen. And it's like the same with the royal family as a whole. We don't see them just as our royal family. They're for everyone to enjoy, right? Yeah, Yeah, no, we don't mind sharing. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you have him this time, but he's coming back. So we'll take him back, don't (laughs) worry. Do you know what? I had a thought and I I wonder what your thoughts are on this, Rach. Do you think if Prince William didn't look like Diana, he wouldn't be liked so much? Yeah, I did see there was a photo of Diana in New York and then a photo of William looking at the crowds. Yeah, obviously there was a big turnout for both of them. We also saw William visit first responders at New York City Fire Department, 10 House, and he was shown memorials which paid tribute to fallen members. And then he joined a discussion about the importance of mental health. So obviously he was there in an official capacity for the Earthshot Prize. But mental health, as we know, is one, again, something that he's very passionate about. So it's nice there was that crossover between the two and he could interact with people in that way as well. Now, not to boast or anything, but apparently my optician told me. (laughs) Here she goes, you're kidding. (laughs) I've heard this before. Get ready, Rose. It's my party trick. My optician told me that the (laughs) New York Fire Department's eye test is the hardest eye test to pass in the world. Whether this is true or not, I have no clue, Royal Community, but that's what he said to me. Then he, he said to me that I had better than 2020 vision and told me that I would pass that fire department's eye test. So that's my claim to fame and that's my connection to the New York Fire Department. One thing I wanted to note, Shell, was did you notice that the Royal Rota didn't report much on the summit? Did you notice that? I completely agree with you. Personally, in the UK, we didn't see very much. We yeah. had to scope it out. But we did have, like you mentioned, Rach, a lot of our rural community in America who were messaging us saying, you know, I'm watching it right now. And I thought, oh, where are you watching it? And how can we watch it? Yeah. So it's usually the other way around, isn't it? Now we know what it feels like. I just thought it was very interesting because Catherine was on the front pages for when she was trying on the life jacket. Yeah. 
But then something big like William over in New York for the Earthshot Summit, that doesn't garner the same attention. It's not sexy. And it, it puts a bit of a downer on it because everything, not just he's doing, but the whole team of Earthshot who work behind the scenes, the work they do is absolutely incredible. But yeah. it just doesn't sell the papers. Yeah, I completely agree. But you know what? As long as we're able to spread the word in our little way and rural communities you spread the word in your little way that's all we can do right so yeah, exactly yeah every little helps as we mentioned at the start of this episode we'll be talking about the state visit to france of the king and the queen in next week's episode spoiler alert camilla was wearing pink and looked amazing oh my gosh hashtag amazing <laughs> That's all we're going to say, Royal Community. You have to tune in next <laughs> yeah. week for the rest of it. So make sure that you listen out for next week's episode where we're talking all things France. If you would like to support us, you can over on Ko-fi, K-O-F-I. You can go over and buy us a coffee, which supports the podcast. Or why not become part of our VIP Royal Community where we have a Zoom call every single month and also a private Facebook group where we're in there daily talking about Royal News. Don't forget to follow us over on Instagram, Keeping Up The Windsors Pod. You can also follow us on YouTube, Keeping Up The Windsors. We hope you have a lovely week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Keeping Keeping Up up With The Windsors. Windsors.